Hi everyone, I'm Mahana. And I'm And welcome back to another episode at the We Are Podcast. podcast. So right. first of all, we're filming... happy fourth of July. Oh, oh yeah, happy fourth of July. <laughs> but just a <laughs> quick PSA. We're filming online this week because Celine's sister might have COVID. We we don't really <laughs> Yeah, she she has it. <laughs> Probably. Did you so you're doing good though, right? Yeah, I I'm not sick, and my mom isn't so far. Um, so hopefully it stays that way. Um, yeah. But my dad and my sister are both sick, so you know. Yeah. All right. Hopefully. Yeah. So let's dive in. Since it's Fourth of July, we decided to pay a little homage to to um the history. Um, and I did like a little quick update about like what Fourth of July is, in case people were like wondering, wanted a little bit of a refresher. So. Of course, as we know, England English people came and colonized America like in the late 1700s and they basically came here kind of like to expand their territory, but you know, as the colonizers started to live in like America or the US, they started to like get unfair taxes put upon them by like the British rule and especially the king at the time so they were like very they're starting to get really upset by the amount of taxes that they had to pay for their food being imported from england they were mad because there's so many taxes on things like tobacco and like tea and stuff which is like you know the tea party we'll get we can get into that another time but basically they were kind of like getting really upset with like how the english rulers were treating them as colonizers of america so eventually Mm -hmm. people started to rebel and um they started to you know wanted to become an independent country separate from great britain so um this kind of led to a war because british Mm -hmm. people did not like that and they were like well if we win the war then you have to stay a part of british rule and you have to like listen to us basically and the u.s people didn't like that so a lot of people like at the time were shocked that the u.s won the war and gained independence because Mm -hmm. the u.s was like had no money and had way less soldiers and like we were extremely like less when it came to the amount of resources we had yeah and so um eventually we were actually like able to win the war against britain and we declared our independence So, um, on July 4th, the Continental Congress, which was, like, basically the people that provided the unofficial, or, like, kind of semi-official leadership during the American Revolution, and they drafted the Declaration of Independence, which is basically, like, the legislation that our country was built upon. Mm -hmm. They were kind of, like, the original, like, sort of first form of government, basically, and they, July 4th was the day that they formally adopted the Declaration of independence um and you know technically independence day was on july 2nd because that was when the continental congress voted in favor of the of like independence in like a unanimous vote almost but july 4th was the day that it became like celebrated and where it was like officially like announced you know so that's why we celebrate july 4th as like independence day and like our freedom for britain so right 
happy 4th of July. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like a day we celebrate for, like, setting off fireworks and stuff and yeah, like tradition things. So we're yeah. actually filming this on 4th of July, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up. Which update? Talking- oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. We're unorganized when we're online. <laughs> yeah, because we can't, like, see each other, so it's hard to read what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you just want to – let's go into, like, some stuff about the Supreme Court. Right. There's we? been a lot of stuff with the Supreme Court lately. Yeah, the and... Supreme Court's, like, definitely making a lot of big decisions in the past. And if you don't know, the Supreme Court is kind of, like, the highest court in the land. And the people on the Supreme Court are appointed by a president. Um, So, like, for example, like, Katanji Brown-Jackson was just recently appointed by um President Biden. And they can serve for a lifetime appointment. So, like, they can serve as long as they want until they choose to retire. Yeah, exactly. And it, it they have a lot of power because they like basically can veto or like change like previous things in the legislation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about like some of the big actions they've right. done. Um would you like to start us off? Yeah, so one of the biggest actions by the Supreme Court recently is the overturn of Roe v. Wade, which yeah. is, like, kind of a huge thing that affects our nation. Um, and, Ahana, why don't you tell us, like, what this means, like, what Roe v. Wade is? and Yeah, what that so Roe v. Wade was, like, a case um, brought upon the Supreme Court, like, a while ago. I forget the exact date, but it basically allowed universal abortions in America for, and it basically mandated that every single state had to allow abortions to a certain Mm -hmm. extent and of course certain states like had different rules about it like they would control like what like how what's the date like how many months into it you can get an abortion and stuff like that but the bottom line was that everyone in every state could get an abortion at a certain point Mm -hmm. and basically an abortion in case you guys were wondering and didn't know is when a woman is pregnant and they terminate the baby due to some reason so yeah Right, yeah. So, um, basically, the overturn means it's left up to the states, um, and they can choose whether or not to legalize it, or, or, like, keep it legalized, I mean, or ban it. And some states have, like, trigger bans that are set to take place in, like, a month or pretty soon, and then some states will most likely keep it legalized, and it really just depends state to state. Yeah, and it's a it's definitely like a really big deal for a lot of people. Right. Um, and I feel like, I think actually like a lot of states have already started enacting the trigger bans. Um, and it's definitely a really big deal. And there's like a lot of like media attention that has been brought to it. So, right. I definitely know of a lot of people who are like posting about it and stuff. And it's a very like well known, pretty much one knows about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like one of the biggest news news of the week, and we'll definitely keep an eye out for what happens going on with that. Um, and but I would in other oh, encourage you ahead. to like, I would encourage you to like do research about it and kind of like understand more means like, and like the different factors. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's just important to 
put out there. But in other mm-hmm. news, the Supreme Court also has curbed the ability to fight climate change recently. So this is another right. really, really, really big deal. Um, the Supreme Court on Thursday dealt like a major blow to the environmental protection agency's mm-hmm. power to regulate carbon emissions that cause climate yeah. change. So this is like what that means is that basically the Environmental P- Protection Agency used to be able to like regulate how much like um, carbon emissions would be put out by like large corporations and um, they could regulate like coal fired power plants. Um, they could regulate like a bunch of like different energy plants that caused a lot of carbon emissions. And, you know, carbon emissions are really bad for the environment because they cause climate change and it, you know, it's causing the earth to heat up, which is like basically leading to a bunch of like destruction of the natural environment and just pollution in general. So it, it was a really big step because now that the EPA has lost that power, it is basically gonna t- take like a lot away from the actions against climate change. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, um, in terms of climate change, there was a person who like spoke about it. He was Richard Lazarus, who was like an expert on environmental law. They he said, "quote It's a very big deal because they're not going to get it from Congress because Congress is essentially dysfunctional. This could not have come at a worse time because the consequences of climate change are increasingly dire, and we're running out of time to address it." Um, he also said that, like, remember when Joe Biden was elected, he said we're going to use a whole big government approach to climate change, not just EPA regulation. Well, that whole government approach made now find itself under a cloud of this court's opinion so he's basically saying that like following the decision to restrict the epa he could there could be like other decisions made by the supreme court that like take back laws that joe biden has made or like restricts Mm -hmm. his power against climate change which is a big deal because climate change is affecting our world more than ever at the moment so right and when you're like halting efforts that are made to mitigate the effects then that's just bad because then we can't really pass any legislation that'll help with climate change because we're in the position where at a certain point it's going to become irreversible so that's yeah not- definitely and and the epa has been like one of the biggest like advocates for like environmental protection mm-hmm. so it's definitely sad that they can't limit carbon emissions anymore right yeah okay yeah that's that's it for that update mm-hmm all right, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to do an update about Russia and Ukraine next. And okay. this is kind of a big update just because it's like a lot of civilians were killed. And it's about Russians dropping a bomb on a Ukrainian shopping center. So basically what happened was in the city of Kremenchik, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, <laughs> um, which is like a central city in Ukraine on Monday, which was the Monday before this um episode was released a Mm -hmm. russian missile struck a crowded shopping mall and the president of ukraine Volodymyr zelensky said the number of victims was quote unimaginable there were more than a thousand civilians who were inside the shopping mall at the time it was actually struck and um at least 18 people died and 60 were wounded um a lot of people actually managed to escape, which is good, but it was still just a scary experience. And about half of the people, half of the 60 people that were wounded are seeking treatment in hospitals. Um, 
And Ukraine's Air Force Command said the mall was hit by a long-range X-22 missile fired um, from airfield in Russia. So, um, And Zelensky responded by saying the target presented, quote, no threat to the Russian army and had, quote, no strategic value. So basically what he was saying was the shopping mall that was struck, there was no reason to strike it because it wasn't like a military base. It wasn't... Um, like a strategic spot to strike he wouldn't like Putin wouldn't be gaining anything from that and I'll get into that later like the Russian response um but he was basically accusing Putin of like sabotaging people's attempts to just live a normal life because they're just civilians in a shopping mall you know um so the attack caused a big fire and there was smoke everywhere um so the explosion like triggered a fire and this is also happening at a time that Russia has become a lot more aggressive in their attacks. Like, Russia is mounting an all-air assault in the Ukrainian stronghold in the Lukashenk province. So they're kind of becoming more, like, offensive. I mean, they always were very aggressive, but it's, like, sort of heightened at this time. Um so let's talk about the attack, So, or like the response to the attack. A lot of people have condemned this attack, like pretty much everyone, and more weaponry is being sent to Ukraine. And people are saying that just like this just strengthens the resolve of the UK and the G7 to support Ukraine. Um, and NATO is also going to agree to deliver further military support to Ukraine, which includes secure um, communication and anti-drone systems. So a lot of people are like helping Ukraine. And then Russia actually denied attacking the shopping mall. And they basically said that they struck a nearby depot of U.S. and European arms, which triggered an explosion that caused the fire at the shopping mall. That doesn't (laughs) even... Yeah, so they were basically saying, oh, it wasn't intentional. We were, like, hitting an area near there, and it caused a fire, which hit the shopping mall. But it's, like, either way, people died, innocent people. So it's, like, either way, it's an attack that is devastating and never should have happened. So it's really terrible. That, okay, yeah. I honestly, at this point, I don't think Russia's, like, gonna back down. Because, like, what it seems like is, like... Putin's just getting more aggressive, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of really concerned about where it's, it's going. It's honestly extremely concerning because I, f- it's been quite a while. I think. Yeah. I didn't think it would last this long. I mean, I don't. I didn't have like a prediction or anything, but I guess I just thought it would like phase out quickly or more quickly than it has but clearly it hasn't so yeah it's definitely a really awful and again we'll link help in the bio it's just sad to see that russia's hurting like threatening ukraine by harming innocent civilians but (laughs) it's really terrible and not really taking responsibility for their actions either too so yeah okay um last update i think so this is another (laughs) swish by the supreme court (laughs) there's been a lot of um decisions lately by the supreme court oh yeah and just for a little bit of background um a majority of the supreme court right now is like conservative there's six Mm -hmm. conservatives and three like more democrat elected officials so i just thought i'd put that out there in case anyone like wanted a little bit of background on the decisions but um in the midst of like terrible gun violence um 
a state like a recent law was kind of like overruled again so basically what happened was the U- the u.s supreme court made a decision on june 28th that invalidated new york state's 111 year old concealed carry law so for a little bit of more like background basically it was um th- they the people who were like challenging this law were Robert Nash and Brandon Koch, they're the members of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, and they basically challenged the constitutionality of the Sullivan Act, which was a basically, um, it was passed in 1911 in response to violent shootings, and it basically said that law local law enforcement agencies would be allowed to require anyone um who wanted to carry a gun small enough to be concealed to show proper cause for doing so. So basically kind of like um, basically blocked a lot of people from like concealed carry, which Celine explained what concealed carry is. Right. So um, concealed carry is being able to basically carry like a firearm in public concealed. So whether it's in a pocket or like in a bag or somewhere where it's not out in the open and other people can't see it. So it gives you the ability to like conceal a firearm. Yeah. So they basically like that act that they were talking about, the Sullivan Act, basically allowed like law enforcement to make sure that people had documentation in order to do concealed carry. But last week um, in a New York State Rifle Pistol Association versus Bruin struck down this um, requirement saying that it violated the Second Amendment of the Constitution, which the Second Amendment was basically like an entire like piece of legislation about how people have the right to have guns. Um, So they basically said that like, you know, it's unconstitutional for them to limit concealed carry um so basically this is like a really big deal because of like the gun violence that's been happening you know it's definitely aggravated since more people are able to conceal carry but Mm -hmm. in response to this new york is still kind of like fighting back in fact new york democratic governor kathy hochel on friday signed a bill restricting concealed carry of firearms um and she basically said that i just signed a few new law to keep new yorkers safe even in the face of a setback by the supreme court so she's basically like trying to sort of help with the concealed carry but of course the supreme court setback is probably like a really really big deal so right yeah yeah, there's a lot going on, <laughs> um, as you can see. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you think we should end off the first half? Yeah, um, that's it for the first half. And stay tuned for the second. All right, stay tuned. Bye. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we have a lot more updates in the second half. This week, there are actually quite a bit of updates. So Yeah, oh, yeah. By the way, we skipped last week because we were, we both, like, couldn't film. Oh, right, I forgot. Ahana. Ahana has some good news. Yeah, I went to a competition, and then when I came back, Celine had, like, to go somewhere with her cousin, and then her sister got COVID, so we really- Yeah, but she got first in internationals for her competition, for her speech yeah but which is like that's why we couldn't film so apologize for not putting out any episodes last week but we're back at it this week even if it's congratulations to you thank you it's an honor truly (laughs) truly i know (laughs) anyways 
Okay, would you like to start us off? Yes, so I'm going to start us off with an update about Ghislaine Maxwell. So let's talk about- Oh, not her. (laughs) Yeah, oh god. Wait, is it Ghislaine? I think it's just. I think it's Gislaine. Okay, I think she's French, right? Because her name it doesn't I mean, matter. She's a terrible person. She's terrible. Yeah. Just purposely mispronounce her. Honestly, yeah, I don't care if I mispronounce. <laughs> okay, so anyways, Gislaine Maxwell. What she was a British socialite, and she was previously Jeffrey Epstein's ex girlfriend, and um, she's sixty years old right now, and. Let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein because they dated in the past, but Jeffrey mm-hmm. Epstein actually committed suicide in 2019. Um, but he was a convicted sex offender. Um, and there was like this whole scheme with him, like so many girls. Um, and it was really, really horrible. He would like lure people in and basically like on these underage people and it was really terrible and Ghislaine was like at the time they were dating and she was actually involved in this. She would like basically get people and also like instigate it a lot of the time so it was really terrible um and epstein pleaded guilty to charges of sex trafficking in 2008 and he actually ended up committing suicide in prison okay so how did he even get access to like he hung himself yeah so they gave him like a rope they gave a sex offender a rope I don't, I honestly don't know, like, how that worked, but that's a good question. Oh, God. Anyway. So, anyway, she was involved in a lot of his schemes, and on Tuesday, she was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for carrying out a scheme with him to basically groom and, like, abuse underage girls, and, um... So during the trial, prosecutors had argued, and by the way, prosecutors are like the people who are, um, like, they're like lawyers for, like, the people. So in this case, they would be against, like, Maxwell, and they want her to have, like, a higher sentence. So they had argued that Maxwell and Epstein conspired to set up a scheme to lure people into relationships with Epstein from 1994 to 2004, like, in places, in a lot of different places, like New York, Florida, New Mexico, and other places. And Mm -hmm. four women actually testified during the trial and talked about, like, the abuse and how Ghislaine was involved in it, too. Um, So there was a lot of testimony from them like from jane um who testified under a pseudonym which is like a fake name um and said that maxwell had organized massages and then kate also testified saying that maxwell was involved um and maxwell ended up being convicted on five counts including trafficking of a minor and she said quote i'm sorry for the pain that you've experienced i hope my conviction brings you closer closure um but so the judge decided to sentence um Ghislaine to 20 years the guideline for like this type of situation was 15 to 19 years but she's the judge said that like since Maxwell didn't really show a lot of remorse or um like a lot of regret for her actions she decided to do like a year more than recommended and um good yeah I mean honestly like the prosecutors wanted 30 to 55 years but then the maxwell's attorney wanted four to five years i'm like no way so she pleaded guilty right yeah um i i'm not actually yeah i'm i think she would have to plead guilty if the lawyer wanted i know that they like tried to use like her past with like her father as like a way to say that she was like basically 
um taken advantage of by mac or by epstein but obviously that didn't work out so yeah she is oh i also like i don't understand how like you could be a woman and still like support how that. anyone like i don't know how yeah, like i don't can... understand like anyone but especially women <laughs> like right i i mean it's it's really awful um and yeah she's getting what she deserves <laughs> how old is she do you know she's 60 so that means she'll be out of prison when she's 80 which is like okay pretty old so yeah i mean it's kind of like yeah i'm yeah honestly she is a terrible person so she yes, definitely deserves absolutely. that yeah, absolutely. Okay. i just realized i did like four updates in the first half so i only have one left you only have one left. oh okay all right by accident i think i did too many because i, I did know, them- I have, like i think i have like three updates left yeah anyways so my next update will be kind of long so it's like about jewel which is a renowned like mm-hmm vaping company in case anyone was wondering jewel is basically like the biggest vaping marketing like basically the biggest vaping device and pod um what's it called like seller <laughs> i don't know you're the one who knows about this stuff not yeah me. they're the biggest like I, I know it's on the tip of my tongue but basically they were like the biggest distributor of vaping devices and pod the biggest company out of like when anyone Mm -hmm. thinks of vaping they think of jewel because they have been known for like their very very intensive marketing and like sometimes even very illegal marketing (laughs) Um, right targeting minors too yeah yeah so they definitely have like a lot of issues um they are known to like illegally target minors through their marketing and like promote their flavors in a way that like attracts minors which obviously like it it would it's good for them because from a business perspective the more customers you have the more money you make but Mm -hmm. as like a human being why would you target little kids to buy vaping products yeah because it's obviously extremely harmful for your health yeah, and I'll definitely get into that later. But Jewel is just like such a like they're like the primate of the vaping world, and they definitely have made a really big impact on so many people, especially in the U.S., where like vaping is increasingly becoming like a very big issue. They have been like definitely made their mark. Um, yeah. but recently, good news is that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has ordered the Jewel Labs Incorporated products to be removed from the U.S. market, as the agency issued marketing denial orders for its vaping devices and pods. So basically, what that means is that the USDA, which is like the Food and Drug Administration, which approves all medications and foods, basically like is kicking out Juul from the US market, which <laughs> is a really, really big deal. Um, right. They said, quote, that as a result, the company must stop selling and distributing these products. In addition, those on the US market currently must be removed uh, or risk enforcement action. So they could face a lot of lawsuits if they don't remove them from the market. Um um, in in terms of like Jules' response, it said that it's seeking like a stay and will consider appealing the decision. Um, appealing is basically where they like bring it to court and they basically like say like make the super make the FDA take it back. <laughs> like, yeah, it's them, 
yeah. you can you have the opportunity to like change a decision made by a court yeah or like like in this case the fda so basically the reason why they said this is because um the fda said that the jewels things like had a very toxicological profile that they falsely marketed and they said that the marketing of the products would be appropriate would be appropriate for the protection of the public health and like by them taking it away it it would be good for the public health um Mm -hmm. they said that it's very like it kind of like represents like a movement but a lot of people aren't worried about still getting like vaping products because they can obviously get it off of like the black market and like different drug like dealers and just like cartels and stuff so obviously it will still vaping will still be very popular and this action like by taking away jewel is not going to eliminate jewel in any sense but it is a big step for taking away like the easy access to it and hopefully it will get people to stop vaping as much um um, I think a big reason why the FDA, like, kind of took, a, like, their stuff away was that they, like I said, they had, like, very false marketing and stuff. But they also said that the Jewel Lab study findings about, like, their product applications was insufficient and had conflicting data. And they basically, like, kind of botched the results to, like, be, you know, considered, like, able like good products i don't know how to word words but you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you're saying <laughs> yeah so they basically kind of like the da- data was sketchy so that they looked better <laughs> that's oh yeah so they um changed it to make it seem better than it was <laughs> yeah or the studies were just like kind of like weird you know they're not yeah. there's something wrong with them so yeah, this is, like, a big step, um, especially since vaping can cause lung inflammation, scarring, lipoid, pneumonia, and even, like, deaths. Um, uh, vape mm-hmm. pens have been known to explode, which can literally, like, kill you and also hurt, like, a lot of people around you. Um, and another thing that's, like, been a big deal with vaping products is, like, they have, like, false, like, um, percentages of how much chemicals are in it including nicotine you know nicotine has the ability to kill an adult if they take 60 milligrams and one teaspoon of pure nicotine can kill a child so Mm -hmm. it's definitely like them falsely marketing how much nicotine they put in their products is definitely like a big big deal it can cause people to be way more addicted and it's just like not only immoral but illegal um and you know there's like hundreds of like I think around a hundred deaths linked to vaping products and over a thousand people were hospitalized as of 2020. So that's like two years ago because of vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, and as vaping is becoming really popular in high schools, like I said, nearly 12% of seniors vape and almost 40% of high schoolers vape or have vaped. It's definitely a big deal that impacts so many people. So the FDA doing this is hopefully gonna stop a lot of people from you know going on that path so right I mean it's as Ahana said it's not gonna um stop it completely but it's gonna make it harder to get access to it so a lot of people won't do it as often or even in the first place which is good yeah all right so my next update is about migrants dying on a truck now this is like really sad because there have been a lot of cases of this of like it's extremely hard when you're like migrating from another country or immigrating um, to do that safely. And a lot of the times when it's like illegal, it can put people in danger. And in this situation, it just ended really badly. So 
let's talk about first of all let's talk about what migrants are so migrants are people traveling out of their own country to move into another country so like for example in the u.s we have migrants from places like mexico or like other south american countries um and migrants could be leaving because their situation in the country their home country is dangerous or just because they want a better life or you know whatever reason it may be so anyways on monday june 27th a tractor trailer was found abandoned on a deserted road around san antonio which is in texas and the vehicle was found in an area that was almost 150 miles north of the mexico and u.s border so at this point the migrants had entered the u.s from mexico um and 53 people in the vehicle died and it's being dubbed the deadliest u.s human smuggling incident ever like in history um so many people died and some people in the vehicle were even minors too um and oh my God. Victims, yeah it's terrible 40 victims were male and 13 were female um and it's been really hard for the government to identify who died because most of the victims didn't have ids with them but they're like working to kind of identify the victims it's a long process um and they have like some ideas of who they might be but they have to confirm too so it takes a while yeah. for that um and let's talk about kind of what happened. So before 6 p.m. on Monday, um, and this is, again, the Monday before, or the week before this is being released, um, a worker heard a distant cry for help, and they alerted authorities to an abandoned truck. And the doors to the vehicle were open, and police officers found, like, the floor of the truck was covered in bodies. Um, and it, it is believed that the migrants boarded the truck on u.s soil and the truck went through a border control checkpoint on monday and it wasn't inspected um so the people who died in the truck were migrants from like mexico guatemala honduras and possibly el salvador so like a lot of different places um and actually human smuggling operations like these are pretty common along the southern border um often these people like they have to endure really bad conditions like strong heat with no air conditioning or lack of water um on the day the bodies were found in san antonio the temperatures were really high like 90s to 100 which is really hot and there was no air conditioning in the trailer and water wasn't found inside um and they were like reported to be hot to the touch when they found them um so it was probably just like a mixture of not having access to water and like heat exhaustion heat stroke um and there were 16 people who survived and they were transported to the hospital um 11 of the 16 survivors were hospitalized and most were unresponsive and not able to communicate so hoping they can you know pull through um it was And, like, the semi-truck, like, the vehicle that they were in, it's, like, insulated and it's supposed to keep temperatures stable. But if it's carrying that many people, then temperatures apparently can reach from 125 to 130 degrees, like, inside the truck. So it was probably extremely hot in there. Um, And the truck was also found with, um, like, fake plates and logos. Um and a lot of people are condemning this as a tragedy like William McManus who's a police chief said quote this was a crime against humanity this was nothing but poor evil or pure evil that Mm -hmm. someone could allow this to happen to anyone let alone that many people so basically what happened that the people who were smuggling these people across like 
into the U.S. Um, they just abandoned the truck and like left them there. Like the driver of the truck and two other people were arrested in connection to the incident. Um, Homero Zamorano was the truck driver and he was one of the people arrested. He actually tried to flee, but they ended up getting him and he was detained. He's charged with human smuggling resulting in death. And if convicted, he could face up to life in prison or even death penalty possibly. So, oh, yeah. God. Um, yeah, and human smuggling, what? Oh, sorry. I was just about to say, like, that's that's crazy. I, I've, I've heard of a lot of crazy things while doing news updates, but, like, I never would have thought that that would be one of them. Yeah, it's insane. And, by the way, human smuggling is when people illegally transport people across, like, an international border. So, like, a lot of these situations, people would... Um, like get in trucks like these and they would have drivers and stuff and it was just like it ended up being abandoned um and this is pretty common too like at least 650 people died trying to cross the u.s mexico border last year and so far just in 2022 we have 290 people died this year from trying to cross the border um so it's it's really terrible and um governor greg abbott of texas um, announced Wednesday that the state would add truck checkpoints and the Department of Safety, Public Safety, quote, will create and implement a checkpoint strategy beginning immediately where they will begin targeting trucks like the one that was used in the incident. Um, because like this truck actually went through a checkpoint and it was never like inspected at all. So they're going to crack down on that and like increase searches. And yeah. So, OK, yeah, hopefully yeah. that never happens again. <laughs> right. It's really terrible. Okay, just two more updates. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so my next update is about R. Kelly being sentenced to 30 years. Oh, no, not R. Kelly. Oh my gosh. Terrible. <laughs> no, okay. I like someone, was, I forget who it was, but I was like watching the show and someone was listening to like R. Kelly and they were like, why are you listening to <laughs> Yeah, like, so R. Kelly is an American singer or was an American singer, <laughs> no longer a singer, never convicted sex offender. Um, and R. Kelly is 55 years old. What do you know what songs he like sang? I don't even know. Okay, I know he sang a lot of R&B in like the 2000s and he was very famous. Like I remember yeah. listening to some of his music. Too. He, he, he was extremely well known. Um, But that obviously took a turn um he's well known for a bad reason now yeah so on wednesday he was sentenced to 30 years in prison for um federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges um which is basically like human trafficking that with like exploitation is really really terrible um and the district court judge ann donnelly decided r kelly's sentence and the judge actually said they she took into account kelly's childhood and um because Ke- Kelly had been, like, a- sexually abused by a family member and a landlord, but obviously this never excuses the actions. And the judge said, quite, Im- quote, it may explain, at least in part, what led to your behavior. It most surely is not an excuse. Yeah. Um, so that's what, that was a big tactic of the defense team for Kelly, was, like, trying to use his childhood trauma to lessen the sentence. Um, but, you know, obviously this doesn't excuse what he did, and it never will. Um so last September, a jury had convicted Kelly on nine counts, um, which is quite a lot. And prosecutors also accused him of using his status of being a celebrity to like gain a network of people at his disposable disposal and take advantage of people, basically. Um, and the trial was held in Brooklyn, and there was testimony from witnesses who were abused by him and 
something that's really extremely weird um, is that when Kelly was 27 years old, he married a, sorry, Alia. Yeah, Alia, who was 15 years old at the time, which is like, isn't that like really illegal? Yes, it is. But like, you're probably like, that's illegal. But she had lied about her age on the wedding certificate and said she was actually 18. So yeah, that was pretty weird. Um, in okay, the marriage wait, so was he was twenty seven. Yeah, he was twenty seven, and she was fifteen. Okay, even if she was eighteen, that's still weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the marriage was annulled, and she actually later died in a plane crash. So, um, but yeah, there were just a lot of instances of like, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So he's being held at a federal detention facility in Brooklyn, and is expected to be moved back to Chicago, where he faces other federal charges um and his lawyers are gonna appeal the decision but i don't know personally i feel like i don't think i don't think they'll win probably yeah i really don't think so so yeah um, okay you know what's weird to me is like why would i would like if i was a lawyer i would never take up that case i know right i feel like that would just be like wrong you know and yeah, what, oh, that's, that leads me to something else, which is like so weird. Apparently, the prosecutors who are like the people who are trying to put him in jail for a while, they were like getting threats from people, which is weird. I would have thought it would be the opposite, you know? Yeah, I guess some people are like diehard fans of his music and uh, they probably like as psychotic as it is, like they probably like forgive him because of how they like his music, which is terrible. But yeah, because you can never forgive someone for that. It's yeah it's unforgivable but like it's just how could you like agree to take on a case defending like a trafficker i don't understand that would yeah that would be terrible all right so last update is about um pete arid police chief for the uvald um school district and he's resigned from his position on the uvald city council and this happened weeks after the rob elementary school mass shooting which was huge we actually made an update about this and we talked super in depth but just as a super quick overview um the shooting happened on may 24th at rob elementary school which is located in texas um two teachers and 19 students were killed and the shooter was named salvador ramos he was 18 years old he had two ar platform rifles and he entered entered the school and shot people in one classroom and then shot others in an adjoining classroom um it was extremely tragic and terrible that this happened at an elementary school but the police response was condemned by a lot of people because during the school shooting um the on-site commander decided to wait more than 45 minutes before they used a master key to open the door and confront the gunman so they waited so long and people were saying like if they had gone in earlier they could have saved more lives um and the police officers held off as they heard gunfire and waited a while so um Arredondo, like, he had missed several council meetings after the shooting because he was getting a lot of backlash from not entering um, the school sooner than he actually did. And he faced a lot of criticism. So he's resigning now. So he felt like, you know. Yeah, I, I that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because, I think, yeah. I think it's a good decision just because. By them to wait so long so i think you know yeah and i definitely think that like 
it was a terrible decision by his part <laughs> to like do yeah. like the way he handled the whole thing. So right. I, and if I do think it's not appropriate for him to keep his job. Right. And if he's understanding that he's unfit for that position or not prepared for situations like those, then yeah, you should resign. So yeah. I definitely yeah. think that like in wake of the school shootings, I'm pretty sure like there's there should be at least like more requirements for like teachers just learning about like defense in these situations like i know it's something sad like no one should ever have to like have to like while they're like getting their teaching degree they shouldn't have to like learn how to defend against like gun attacks but i feel like that's gonna be become a part of our norm and that like a lot of new teachers are gonna have to take like self-defense classes especially like against school shootings and just so that they're better prepared to like handle these scenarios and it's sad that they even have to do that but still it's very much a sad reality that we can't ignore um it shouldn't be a reality but it is so we need to you know be ready for that definitely so Got any good news for us? Um, well, you know, happy 4th of July. Um, You don't have COVID yet, I guess. I don't have COVID yet, which is good news. Although, I'm literally going to jinx it by saying this. Yeah, you're definitely just going to watch her come down tomorrow. (laughs) No, I seriously believe in, like, jinxing things. So, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, okay not good news but we were supposed to go shopping yesterday but then Celine's sister yeah that's actually bad news <laughs> what? yeah but I, I yeah i feel like i just needed to get that out there <laughs> yeah we'll go shopping next week though so. yeah yeah um and Celine's going to a trip next week mm-hmm. which is fun i'm oh, yeah, going to we- i'm going to um canada that's so fun. I want to go with you. <laughs> yeah, I get to see my cousins and aunt and grandma. Yeah, so. and you got first in your competition. Yeah, that was, I, okay, literally, I wasn't even there <laughs> while it happened. Yeah, you were in the airport during the award. Okay, because I left, like, I left before the award ceremony because I didn't think I would win. <laughs> and then our flight oh and the worst part about it is our flight got delayed like four hours so i could have been at the award ceremony the whole time which i mean that's kind of bad news but you know what it's fine (laughs) yeah life happens right um so happy fourth of july um yeah Um, eat a lot of food and watch fireworks yes be careful though don't like blow up don't light yourself on fire yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, anyways, um, check out our bio, you know, check out our website, you know, the whole drill. Um, okay, bye. Bye.